Tim Zhu. I'm Sky Nicholson. It's me, Anderson Silva. This is Jeff Fenning. This is Showtime, Sean Porter. Hey, this is Eddie Hearn. G'day, this is Jason Maloney. Hey, I'm Nikita Zhu. This is Shotgun Tatnacon. This is Liam Pyro. On the Punch Podcast. Sure is. Let's get into it. Episode 39, the Punch Podcast with Jabin starts now. This music had me a little confused the other night. Here I am at the No Limit Fight Night in Sydney. I'm like, hang on a sec, they've dropped a bit of the Punch Podcast when it kicked off. Nope. Four gallons ring walk. Out he comes. Goes head to head with uh, Justin Hodges and turns up victorious. So a uh, big congrats to Gal for wrapping up a career. You can hear the full chat that I had with Paul Gallen right here on this podcast one episode earlier. So just give it a scroll back, have a listen. The undercards were great. Some huge fights. Jump online, get on Fox and KO and have a look back at some of those because there were some really, really good ones if you missed it, including the most notable for the night, that being Ty Telford versus Joel Taylor and Jolie Boy Taylor victorious. Ty Telford retired on his chair, still a champion. But look, you got to give the credit where it's due. And that today is to Joel Taylor, the new welterweight champion in Australia. So a big congrats to him. He fought his heart out. Even in like round one or two, I'm like, oh, this is going to be an early night for Telford, but not the case. Uh, He came back, got tougher and won the fight. So big congrats to him. Fingers crossed. Might even try and get him on this podcast and uh, chat to our newest Australian champion. He doesn't know about that. So uh, feel free to tag him in this podcast if you can look we move to the next one and that being shannon o'connell versus ebony bridges this is going down in leeds now it's the 10th of december first direct arena in leeds like i said so it's going to be nice and cold for shannon over there Uh, ebony resides there australian also but this thing's going to be phenomenal the ibf world bantamweight the good news for you is it's live and exclusive on Fox and KO here in Australia. So easy to watch. This is, for those that don't know, the biggest fight in women's boxing ever. This is massive. Absolutely huge. And technically, it's going to be on at around about 5 a.m. on the 11th of December, given the uh, time zone. So that's the Saturday night in Leeds on the 10th. So, look, it's going to be a great fight. I can't wait to watch it. I also can't wait to chat to Shotgun Shannon O'Connell about it. Here she is. Welcome to the Punch Podcast again. You're back. How are you feeling? I'm really good. Um, I feel great. Just can't wait to get over there and get it all happening. I feel like it's been really like the, the time has just been, we've been waiting for it forever but since we've got the date and the contract and everything it's it's kind of just flown to get everyone back up to speed this obviously got locked in uh that did go to purse bids it was going to be potentially with no limit boxing your promoter but eddie hearn went hey guess what guys i got heaps more cash so i'm buying it is essentially yeah. how, how it went was there a moment when you thought it might have been with no limit um yeah we, we were pretty confident with the purse bids um mainly I think because we, I mean, we knew what Eddie was planning on spending, what he offered us um, in the in the original negotiations. So even the amount that we went was a lot higher than that. So um, we were pretty confident, but I mean, it is what it is. I know that they do believe that her best chance of beating me is with a home crowd, um, and she gets that at Leeds now. But they did try dodging it a little bit. Let's be honest. <laughs> it didn't work out that way and uh, the person she's been running from is about to face it in Leeds, like you just said, being yourself. So, look, you got what you want, but there's got to be a, probably, I think, a little bit to go over there to win it. It's really winning it too, right? Like, there's, there's probably a good part of that, I'd think. Yeah, for sure. It'll be, it'll be. Um, I mean, it would have been great to win it here um, in front of a home crowd, but um, it'll be even even better in a way like I mean obviously I won't have my my friends and family and fans there but um it'll be nice to spoil the party I like to spoil the party (laughs) and you also get to uh be the a-side once you've got that belt and guess what 
you're going to do it at home, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what's the plan? You're going to fly over, set up base where? What's the go for your uh, Shotgun London HQ? So we're going, um, the, I mean, the fight's in Leeds, so that's like four hours out of London. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're staying in Manchester, which is, I think, where we're staying is about a 45-minute drive like, away from Leeds. Um, we're going to train Ricky Haddon's gym. Um, obviously, Glenn's got the contact with him um, through Costa Days, and um, my coach is good mates with him as well. So we've got a good like set up there. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go to Leeds, um, when they need us there. Are you going to do any more sparring over there or has that all been done? Cause over there you'll have some, uh, fresh hands, I think. Yeah, we have organized some sparring over there, um, for the first week that we're there. Cause we're there for two weeks. So, um, uh, I don't normally spar in the last week. That's more tapering, but I'll, 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 I've done all my hard sparring. I mean, I've, I've got, um, a couple more spars here before we leave, um, but all the hard work would have been done. It'll it'll be just a case of like sort of staying fresh and and I think there's probably no better way to get over jet lag than getting punched in the head. <laughs> uh, that'll definitely wake you up. I mean, uh, yeah. that's like the new quote. Do you know how they say like Mike Tyson? Everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. Maybe yeah. the 2022 versions. You saying. You know you get over jet lag when you get punched in the head. There you go. You know you're yeah. in it, right? <laughs> hey, you mentioned uh, just before we kicked off this chat, your manager, Glenn Jennings, is going to be doing the rounds. He will be over there for your fight. But, look, he's the man with all the frequent flyer points in the next four weeks, I'm guessing. He's got a lot on for Team Zoo 2 and, obviously, Team Shotgun. So what's the plan for you and who you're going to have over there with you? Um, so I'm going um, with my two coaches, Gareth and Shara, and my two and two of my three kids, Um and then, so I think we're only going like, we're only going a couple of days before Glenn gets there. So, because Glenn's going to Vegas to set up camp with Tim and then he's heading from Vegas to the UK. Then, after my fight, I think he goes back to Vegas, comes home for Christmas, then goes back to Vegas and he'll probably be there until February. After doing Costa's career, he probably thought, oh, look, all the hard work's been done. And then he goes and gets you and Tim and, uh, yeah. and, and then bang. Tim's had all these fights at home and it's, you know, it's been all sort of local for him and now it's all happening all at once. But then the flip side is come January 28th next year, he could have two world champions in his camp. And I mean, he ain't, he ain't sneezing at that. No, absolutely. <laughs> and, and hopefully two defenses at home so he can, he can do the home thing again. That's the best thing about Australian boxing, isn't it? It's really in a good spot at the moment and having people fight at that level. Obviously, we've got some people that do have the belts, like Janika, you've got obviously Jaya Pattaya and Cambosis had them up until recently. So it is in a pretty good position, the sport. And look, for you to bring that one home is going to be pretty sweet. I think Christmas would be pretty awesome, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what, uh, what are you expecting for uh, Ebony Bridges' fight week over there? Because uh, she doesn't do things quietly. Uh, I'm amazed that two people can have such hatred towards that I've never met. But, you know, that's, that's, that's the internet. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, like, I mean, people keep saying that. I, it's just a clash of personalities. I mean, you don't have to like every person that you see on social media. Like, you can never, like, I've heard a couple of times she said, oh, she, she's saying she doesn't like me, but she's never even met me. Like, I mean, she's a public figure. She's, she's created this self, this image of her, and I don't like it. So, I mean, you don't like every actor that you see. You don't like every every singer that you see. Well, I don't like her because she's put herself on this public platform and I don't like the way she's done it. I don't, it's just, it's not, you know, other people might like it and that's fine. It's just my personal opinion. And I just, yeah, I don't like the way she goes about things. I love it because there's a genuine distaste between each other, which is great, which makes for awesome boxing, <laughs> which I love. 
That sort of level of we really don't like each other's, a lot of it can be a bit of theatre. There's no theatre here. I show respect when it's there and, and when I don't have it, I don't show it. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, after the fight, people were like, oh, yeah, use her as will be great. Then like, um, I, might, I may respect her as a fighter after the fight. I won't respect her as a person, though, because unless she's completely different to the person that I see and all this person that said all this crap about me, then I just can't see that I've got any respect for her. And, and in saying that, if she is different when we do meet, well, then she's fake on social media, so I don't like her for that anyway because <laughs> I, I don't have a fake bone in my body. I've always said, if you don't want to see what I'm doing, don't follow me. I don't care. And I'm not fake. Do the kids know that this isn't a holiday in the UK? <laughs> that they think it's well he's been counting down when we're going to england he seems to think he's going to go and meet the king yeah which he's not <laughs> um but my my oldest he's he's well aware like i mean we've had more boxing trips and we've had holidays so um he's well aware of what's going on he's his main job pretty much is to babysit <laughs> <laughs> you've had five fights this will be the fifth i think overseas how do you travel do you like it or you prefer to just stay home Obviously, it's convenient. But. Uh, actually, I like to be the underdog. So um, I like to travel because I feel there's more pressure at home. Like, you know, you, you, you're supposed to win. Like, um, I mean, even my comeback fight in June this year, like I had the pressure on me. I mean, I know obviously I had the experience and, and the quality, but I had the pressure on me that what if I didn't look good winning or, or what if I – what if I didn't win or what if I got caught? Like there was just so much pressure. And, and I feel like when you travel, you don't have that pressure. Um, Ebony being the champion, she's actually got all the pressure on her. Um, I think she says that she she loves that, but I don't really think she does. You weren't her first choice? Uh... No. <laughs> or third or fourth. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure she would still be making different choices now. Yeah. Last time you are here on the Punch podcast, uh, you mentioned that, normally before a fight you'll just go oh what have I done what have I done and start going into panic yeah. mode and then you hear your song and and you're up and about do you think for a world title yeah. it'll be the same or somewhat different I uh, look I've fought for world titles before and and um I mean I don't think really it's just those nerves I feel I feel I think if I don't go through those sort of pre-fight nerves I'll probably struggle more like I'll be like what's wrong I'm not nervous <laughs> I'll get nervous about not being nervous what but no you- no I'm I'm like I understand that it's normal and, and I think that I would probably struggle more if I didn't get them. I say that now, but at the time I'll be like, what have I done? <laughs> Where am I? I'm in the UK. I did see online that it's the uh, coldest place in the UK, but you're coming from Brisbane. Yeah. so It was 35 degrees and sunny today. Yeah, I went and trained. I actually did more of my training before 10 o'clock this morning. I, I did my, my running at five and then I did my, my boxing at nine so that I could take this one to the wet and wild. <laughs> And I was there, I was at the wet and wild going, this time next week, we're going to be freezing. Do you know what I love though, is that uh, when you're in camp, how was your training camp? What'd you get up to? I hit the water slides at uh, wet and wild. Yeah. I had the three park yeah. super pass and off I went. I got up at 4am so that I could spend the day in the sun. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Have you been into that, I guess, in a competitive sense in that sort of climate? I know obviously when Tim went to Minneapolis, that was probably the last time uh, your team was over there, but. Like, that's damn cold, right? <laughs> so actually, it's around the corner as it seems. I fought in New Zealand in June um, about 10 years ago and it was so cold there that, like, I wore two pairs of socks to the ring and, like, you just couldn't warm up. And I think it'll be on par with that. <laughs> yeah. um, I've also done, like, training. As an amateur, I did a lot of training in Canberra and stuff like that. I've fought in Canberra. So I think 
the weather-wise, it's similar to like a Canberra winter. It's a tough one to answer because no one looks past their next opponent, but the unifying of a title once you get one, have you sort of mud-mapped that on how it may look or who you might look to go to next, etc.? Um, no, look, we haven't looked at anything. I mean, Jamie Mitchell, you know, we might be able to look at that later on down the track, but like like you said, I'm, I'm not looking for a second past Ebony. Um, and I don't, I, it's not just that it's Ebony and, you know, she's someone special. I don't look past my opponents. I don't underestimate anyone. I train for every fight like it's for a world title, whether it's a world title or not. Yeah, you're not there to make friends. You're there to win belts. And uh, look, you've done it in stunning fashion. Even your last one was over before it began as well. So uh, all that training and prep yeah. and boom, there you go. Shotgun at it once again. You've uh, been in the ring before with Shanika Johnson. Would you look at potentially stepping up if it was a good local one, if that's even possible now? I believe I saw that she's with uh, DeBella Entertainment, so maybe Ludabella. Also just been ordered a fight um, with Ellie Scottney. Um, of, I think she's with Matchroom as well. And um, so she's got she's got those plans. I mean, a rematch with Neeks isn't something that I'm really interested in, but, I mean, I wouldn't completely rule it out. I'll, I'll do whatever Glenn and, and Matt Rose organise for me. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd pr- probably prefer her to come down and fight at Bantam than me go up and fight at Super Bantam again. Yeah, are you comfortable there? That's where you want to stay? Yeah, I, I've been a Super Bantam. Um, I was I there for a little while. I've actually fought for the title that she now holds. Um, but I'm I I make it too easily. Like I I can I could make I could make Super Bantam tomorrow, like with with a couple of days notice. Um, so I, I'm a, a lot stronger at Bantam. Well, look, it's going to be good to uh, see you hold up that belt. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, only a few weeks away, the biggest fight in Australian women's boxing history, and then. Yeah. You can come back and bring that belt home and put it on show. For well, sure. Right. That'd be pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm tipping you probably want Brisbane on a homecoming show. Uh, look, I don't care. Australia's Australia. It's, <laughs> oh, not, it's not that place, so I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually from Adelaide, so, but I mean, they don't do a lot of pro boxing down there. But um, yeah, Brisbane's good. Sydney's good. Newcastle's good. Just keep it in Australian shores because I'm obviously not in Brisbane, but... There's been a lot happening up there. The the boxing scene up there is massive, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's 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 really big at the moment. Um, there's there's some really good pros around. There's good amateurs, good pros. It's boxing's yeah, it's huge. Do you have plans to uh, go to Vegas with your team to watch Tim Zoo? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm I'm taking my son over there. We did have the 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 conversation about taking Felix, but um. Coop said to me that he's waited 16 years to go to Vegas and Felix isn't allowed to go at three. That's fair enough. I get that. <laughs> like eight days after my 40th birthday too. So I'm like, I don't really party, but I feel like it's pretty cool to say that you spent your 40th in Vegas. <laughs> Absolutely. With a world title belt. Come on. Like it's, it's, it's all yeah. there for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that'd be good. And uh, look, we look forward to uh, watching this fight. It's obviously going to be at 5am in Australia. So there'll be some tired eyes, but that's all right. Yeah. Get the design. Yeah, it'll be worth once you wrap up, are you flying straight back or is it a little UK holiday for the fam? No, I don't like cold weather enough to stay there in, in December. So um, we are going to come straight back. So straight home, straight into a brizzy Christmas and then you're away. That's all right. It works yeah. out good. And uh, Yeah, perfect. Any rematch clauses we need to know about or anything like that? No, there's no rematch clause because it was a, a mandatory, so that, that sort of thing didn't even get discussed. Um, there's no rematch. I'm not interested. To be honest, I'm not big on rematches. Glenn's not big on rematches. Where you know there's there's people questioning it, but I I mean I don't think it's that's going to be the outcome anyway. Shotgun Shannon O'Connell, thanks for stopping by the Punch Podcast once again, and uh, all the best. Only a couple of weeks away, Leeds, you're going to be there on uh, the undercard for um, 
Warrington and Lopez. So that's going to be a big night. It's going to be a packed house. They say that she's a crowd favourite as being a, a local, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there when you roll out. Yeah, it, you know, the funny thing about that is that I'm half British. Like, uh, my dad was born there, so <laughs> I think I, I'm, I'm sort of half more um, local than she is, even though she lives there. <laughs> yeah, well, they booed Cambosis when he went out uh, to take on Tiafimo Lopez and ended up cheering him in the end. So, look, you can turn yeah, it around. win or lose. I, I, I seem to work, like, my style of fight wins the crowd anyway. So I'm, I'm sure the crowd's going to love the fight, regardless of which way it goes, who who wins and how they win. I think it's going to be an entertaining fight for the crowd. Boom. Shotgun, thanks for stopping by the Punch Podcast, and good luck. We look forward to chatting to you next time as a world champion. Thank, thank you. And there she goes, a great chat. And as always, give her a follow on Instagram and Facebook, Shotgun78 on Instagram. You'll find her on Facebook. She's just started to post a whole bunch of stuff from arriving in the UK. So it's going to be a very good fight week. Very interesting because Ebony Bridges doesn't do these things quietly. And I believe that she'll turn up the heat on Shannon very, very soon. So it'll make for an interesting fight. As we said in this podcast, they genuinely don't like each other. And that just makes for a better fight for the fans. So uh, good luck to both fighters. And look, if Shannon can do this, then it moves on to unification etc but look december 11 fox and ko around five in the morning it's going to be a big big fight and as we did say the biggest ever in australian women's boxing history and they're going to get the payday that they've been working so very hard to get so we can all thank eddie hearn for that one as well i'm done i'm out of here enjoy leave a comment like subscribe all that stuff you can do i know it might sound little but for the podcast it's actually massive and it helps a lot so for those that have taken the time to do that a huge thanks if you haven't it's literally two seconds if you can i'd absolutely love you and uh, look we've got a few big episodes coming up plus we'll have christmas break and then we'll come back and it'll be all about the tim zoo fight there's going to be a lot of action here on the punch podcast to cover that one for you so we will keep you posted but have a scroll go back through some old episodes all the big stars are right here on the punch podcast so if if you like them chances are they're probably in here somewhere and if not they're going to be on next year as we take it bigger and better as well so enjoy the rest of your day this is the punch podcast (laughs) 